Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Magically Cruise and the podcast where we share with you the latest cruise news, tips, and updates, and we share our personal opinions and experiences of sailing on the seven seas. I'm Kieran. I'm an independent travel agent, and I specialize in selling cruise holidays, and I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts this week, Sarah and Donna, if you'd like to introduce yourself, guys. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I work over at Cruising for All, Cruising with Kids, writing about cruise experience and cruise reviews and I am also a crafter and food blogger at Extraordinary Chaos. Same here, I'm over at Cruise with Roll and Cruise with Kids, just so big, find it on both channels and also I like love This week we are going to be doing another one of our cruise reviews. So recently, Sarah, you have been sailing with Royal Caribbean. Um, so if you'd like to tell us a little bit more about which ship you chose and why you chose that ship. So I sailed on Odyssey of the Seas. It was a bit of a change because originally we booked, what did we book? Allure of the Seas, which got changed to Wonder of the Seas. Then the government changed the exams for the UK. So I was so upset, but we changed to Odyssey of the Seas. But to be quite honest, it, it, it was for the good because it was fab. So Odyssey is a quantum ultra class ship and she was launched in 2021. She has 5,510 passengers and a rough crew of about 1,630. So she's got 16 decks, 14 of those are passenger decks and just a bit of a geeky fact, but 17 guest elevators to move all those people about the ship. The one thing I will say about Royal, they have a lot of elevators on board their ships. They definitely like to make sure that you get around that ship as quick as possible, don't they? There's nothing like worse than a queue, is there, at an elevator? Cool. So obviously it sounds like you didn't have, um, the, not you didn't have the choice, but you didn't get your first choice of cruise, but you did choose um, Odyssey. What made you kind of switch from going from an Oasis class ship then to go into a quantum class ship? Was there a particular reason you chose that or was it the itinerary? It was just what fit at the time because as I said, the, the government changed the GCSEs and we already had our flights booked into Rome. So we had to fit the cruise in with the Rome dates and the Rome flights. Oh no, we didn't. We had to change the flights because the date of the cruise changed. So yeah, so that no, I just think it was just what worked with the dates of the GCSE exams and not going in term time as well. So we, we did we had quite a small window to fit in and I wanted it I wanted it to be on Royal Caribbean. Uh, I see. So it's I think it's fair to say you are our resident Royal Caribbean expert you would love sailing with royal caribbean so you've got a lot of days that you see and i think you have as well donna but every time i speak to you sarah it seems like your go-to choice is always royal caribbean above all of the cruise lines so i guess that was a big deciding factor in you choosing this voyage as well yes i just i love everything about rock i mean I, with cruise we've had cruise lines and i've really enjoyed them we've just cruised of ncl which was incredible but i i always go back to royal i just <laughs> i love what they have to offer i think it's great Okay, so I think this trip as well, you went with as a family. So I guess with that probably played a big part into why you chose Royal Caribbean as well. It was. And actually it was surprising because I chose, in the end, we chose this ship because it had the surfing, it had the iFly, the North Star. And actually I was the one that did all the activities and, and sunset. <laughs> At the time they were 17 and 21 and they just wanted to sunbathe and not do anything all the time. So they loved it, but I think they spent more time in Playmakers watching tennis and the Women's World Cup than actually being out on deck. Uh, but then that is a great factor of the ship that if you're into sports, which they are mad on sports, there's so much going on for a sports fan. Yeah, definitely. I think 
the unique thing about Royal Caribbean, and I think it's interesting you said that because the way that they advertise themselves is if they're so action-packed, there's so much to do, there's something for everyone. And I think a lot of people lose sight to the fact as well, they are just beautiful cruise ships as well to relax and unwind on. So you don't have to be doing all the activities and all the attractions on board. You can equally have just a lovely, relaxed kind of um, cruise, just enjoying the ship facilities, the pool decks, the bars, the lounges, things like that. That is equally as a core to the offering as, you know, things like North Star and the the dodgems on board. I think, you know, there's a lot of luck going on for a Royal Caribbean ship. Yeah, definitely. And what I found of, with especially with Odysseys, it's a ship of two halves. So when you're out on deck, the pools were hammered. And I'm not a person to sit around a pool with a lot of people. It's just not my thing. But they were hammered. We used to find a quiet area or stay on our balcony. But And then you've got, it was it was holiday in America. I think it was spring break. So it was full of kids. But they channeled in really well. If, if you were outside, they were surfing. They, the bumper cars, they were all on the bumper cars doing all the activities. But as soon as you went down to the promenade deck, it was serene and classy. And it, it's like a ship of two halves. So you've got that, it's just a different experience. I can't really describe it unless you've done the ship, but that's what I was going to ask you, Sarah, is obviously I, I've been on like the independence, the adventurer, or the women's adventure, so we'd say, and like then I've been on the ice class, Symphony and Oasis. So they've got obviously the big open promenade deck and the um, boardwalk and then they've got the outside um, Central Park. So um, obviously I've not been on this class. It's, it's, got, an, it's got an insight from an art, has it? like the independence yes so there's there's a name there's a promenade and then there's another bit it goes the whole length of the ship so and it's very similar but it's just calmer it just feels a bit classier um and you've still got on there so you've still got your wonderland you've got your bionic bar you've got your um, cafe and sorrento so that's all still there and all your shops but it's just it's it's a different feeling you've got your english bar on there so, but it just felt, it felt a bit different. It was, it felt a lot calmer, I'd say, than a lot of the other Royal Caribbean ships. Yeah. Not better, just a bit different. Yeah. The Quantum class ships, so they, the way they explain them to us is they're the most kind of feature packed, as in every square inch of that ship is feature packed with activities. And I think Royal ships in general are, but Quantum class ships have the latest technology. So you've got things like the jump pad, haven't you, um, that has virtual reality on it as well. So you've kind of got the trampoline activities, but then you've got the VR experience as well. Um, you've got the North Star as well, which is the um, giant cantilever arm that kind of lifts you up into the sky. So you get those beautiful panoramic views around. They kind of just, if they're going to put something new and first, I think it's going to be the quantum class at the moment, at least anyway, that they've been trying to push those kind of what, what kind of crews do next to kind of take it a step forward. Whereas the Oasis class ships are more about kind of making sure that everyone has as much space as possible to do everything they like. Um, whereas Quantum, I think the, the good example is, is it 270, the venue at the back of the ship? Yes, it's huge. And we, my, Chris and the boys aren't into shows at all, where I love shows, so mm. we didn't really get to do many. But the whole back of the ship at night turns into a screen. And we we did see an acrobat show, and it was incredible. But in the day, you've got a lounge, and it's near a coffee bar. So they really make good use of the space. There's a lot going on in there, but then it's also calm, and you've got big bigger pods that you can sit and look at to see in the day but at night as i say it's a, a real entertainment venue so you've got but then at the other end of the ship you've got what's it called the the music hall where you've always got a live band on so they're catering i suppose to the different audiences that are going to be on the ship which is really really i think it's excellent yeah i think it's it's that though is that's the differential point isn't it because on obviously the oasis you've still got the pioneering aqua theater and things like that but quantum has 
that 270 space, which is a multi-venue space. So during the daytime, as you say, it's a really nice relaxed lounge where they play kind of games and activities. And in the nighttime, it completely transforms with, you know, state-of-the-art robotic technology that kind of, you know, helps tell the story of the shows they're putting on. And you don't get that on many ships because Royal were the first people to use the robotic arms as part of their show, their storytelling. I think that's, I think, the only way I can explain the difference between kind of the quantum to the other class of ships is this is jam-packed full of technology and features that every single corner you go you go around. I mean, you've got to be organised. Uh, if I was to give tips, could I do that at this point? If I was to yep. give my top tip yep. to cruising, when you get on, well, I suppose it's the same with any ship these days. When we got on to the sea, we had a strategy. So the first thing we did was we went to the restaurant and we bought a three-night dining package. So the speciality dining, I'm just going to look over to the side here, you've got Chops Grill, you've got Wonderland, Teppanyaki, Izumi, Playmakers, but I wouldn't use that as part of your diet. Really? I'd just pay as you go because it's it's not expensive. That's where you can get wings and hot dogs and yeah. burgers, things like that, yeah? But like more like bar food, yeah? And it, honestly, the, the wings are amazing. This time. I've heard. I missed out yeah. on them when I was on board, but yeah, I've heard yeah. they're amazing. And they're all, and they all, they, I mean, they did me gluten free burgers. The service is excellent in there. We, Chris and the boys, because of the foot, the World Cup and because of the tennis, didn't leave. <laughs> That's where they were all the time. It was like, they were like that with a barman. Um, and then you got Giovanni's. So we did a free night dining plan. And what we did was we got on and we went straight. You could go straight to your first restaurant. You don't have to go anywhere specific and just book all your dining. The second thing you do is you get on your app. So you've got to get the Royal Caribbean app, connect it all up. And then you book the iFly and the North Star. If you want to do the iFly and the North Star, you pay for it on a port day, no, on a sea day. And on port day, it's free. Yep. But it gets booked up really quickly. So mm. get on, get them booked, get your, your dining booked. And if you want to see any shows, get get those booked. And then, then you could just relax and enjoy your holiday. Stuff like the Flow Rider, you don't have to book. You just turn up at the times and queue. And... To be quite honest, the biggest queues on there were for the bumper cars. Mm, they're so cool, though, that they have bumper cars on board a cruise ship. Like, who would have thought? I did it once. I've got, I, I'm never doing it again. I got took out by a three-year-old who just targeted me. <laughs> and he wouldn't leave me alone. I just wanted to go around the edge and video. And Joe jumped in my car, completely ruined it for me. And even this three-year-old had some sort of standoff. So... The free rivalries on the seven yeah. seas. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get. I think I'd whiplash after. But um, <laughs> the queues were huge, and the, but because it was all inside, and that was the one thing I think that my boys would have loved is an outdoor sports court where you've got your indoor basketball court. But it was busy all the time. There was always stuff going on. I think that's a, that's a good point, though. Something that we've been told as travel agents as well with the Quantum class of ship. She's designed for more all weather. So they purposely designed her so that she can have loads of activity still when she goes to Coloma yeah. Climbs as well, because this is the ship like Anthem sails from the UK. Um, she goes off to kind of the Norwegian fjords and then you have, and I'm going to be wrong now, but there's two quantum class ships that sail in Alaska. So these ships are designed purposely to have a lot of indoor space, but then they've got the retractable roofs over the pool as well, haven't they? So they can, if they wanted to, open up the roof and you kind of um, have that kind of warm weather if they wanted to or adapt to the climate they go into. So I think that's a unique thing about these ships as well. They are perfect no matter what climate you, tra you do oh, travelling to. i tell you what this has got, actually. The very front of the ship is the solarium, and it's huge. And the solarium has got... Do you know what it reminded me of, but a more upmarket version at Centre Parks? Mm. But it had a pole, and then it had a... It cascaded down, and there was all different poles cascading down. 
And so, but it was all under this glass roof, completely enclosed. I took the boys in there once because they, they were old enough to go in and they, we didn't go in again. It was just too hot. I, I think if you're in the med, there were people that loved it and were in there all the time. It just wasn't for us. But it is an amazing space. It's huge. And that's adult only. And again, that's a good thing to point out as well, that there are sanctuaries as well. If you are an adult only couple, maybe, or if you're parents with kids as well, there are spaces that are just for the adults as well. So it's not as if the whole ship is, you know, top to bottom full of stuff for the kids as well. Because then that's something people do think about or worry about when they think of a ship like Royal. I was it for minutes. Some bits. Um, the same as every cruise ship, really. I threw a bit of a thrombo one day and... <laughs> uh, this lovely couple got up and said, we'll move, we'll move along. We're not using all that some beds. But they had four and there was only two of them. Um, but they were lovely and moved along. It is busy for some beds, but for me, I just don't like that environment in the day any on a sea no. day anyway. I tend to stay on the quiet corners away out of the way. But some people love that, don't they? You know, that that pool games and, you know, it's like the traditional. But then everybody was having fun. So it, it's my bad that I don't want to be around the pool when it's busy. It's not because everybody else was having a really good time. But then what I did was we'd come back from Port early and have a couple of hours around the pool. Mm. So that was quite nice. I think that's the thing is if you're somebody who wants to use the pool and it is busy because it is it's one of the main attractions, is remember there are port days as well where the pools tend to be a lot quieter as well. So, you know, if you're not somebody who wants to get that time around the pool but you don't want to do it on um, the busy periods, then save it for the, the port days. Go off, explore for a couple of hours and then come back and enjoy the pool while everybody else is out of port ships are the same aren't they so I, mm -hmm. I just think you have to accept that if you go on a cruise ship the pools are going to be busy on on a sea day yep but what we try to do is think right okay well what activities i'm going to do breakfast on the balcony how does it um compare it to other ships as in entertainment like is it still the same they've got like an entertainment in the pub entertainment experience is mm. all exactly the same as that is it from on brand uh, definitely on brand, loads of entertainment, again, on brand with service because the service is excellent. I mean, I think they are the best cruise line that I've cruised with for service uh, in terms of bar staff. They're on the ball with your drinks and, yeah, I, it was brilliant. I mean, the, so every night there was a singer in the pub. There was always some sort of event in the music hall. So there was stuff going on all the time, like all of the other ships, and the atmosphere was still the same. It was great. But because it's a big ship, bar was bigger but then from the promenade you can't it, it's not as open as it was on say liberty of the seas so you go into the pub more to enjoy the entertainment so it, it's not as noisy outside it's just a lot bigger that space yeah another tip actually i've got talking about dining because we did free night dining plan but if you're planning a cruise and going to do the bar dining plan look on your cruise planner for when is formal night because on formal night they do lobster night in the main dining room and a lot of people miss that because they'll book the speciality dining but because i'm gluten free you have to well you don't have to be the waiters are really good they come the day before and say what do you want for tomorrow for your dinner so you get to choose mm. and with the lobster he, he ordered me two because he said they're not gluten free so we'll have to make it specially so really? you're two so <laughs> and, but they've changed the menus haven't they so they've got um all the dining room menus have changed i've not looked at them extensively but they've now got a new premium section and you can have, I think it's lobster thermidor. The top of it. Yeah. And then fillet steak and surf and turf, you now can buy extra in the restaurant as well. So there's been a bit of an uproar over that. But mm. I did check and you still do get lobster night in the main dining room. So they've not taken that away. They've just, I think they've simplified the menu a bit. I think yeah. I've read as well, they limit the number you can have, I think, is if you can have one, but if you want another lobster tail, 
then I think you then pay for extras after your first one from it, what I read. Yeah. But then I've seen people with like plates of four. So I think they've had to do that. But then also in a lot of these groups, people are saying that they did get to two main meals. So I think, I think they're, they're just... testing it. What I read is they're yeah. testing it on a handful of ships to see how it works from a, and a lot of it is tied down to food waste as well. So just to kind of make sure that the ships aren't wasting food and it's not going into kind of the processors. So it's saving energy. There's this whole big conversation with the industry at the moment about, you know, ships being as efficient as possible with waste and food waste and bio waste and energy waste. And I guess there's a cost saving somewhere if you want to be cynical. But I do think as well, a lot of it is just to stop people wasting food. Yeah, people do, don't they? That was one thing I noticed. I don't think formal night is as formal as it used to be. <laughs> that, for me, is a perk, however. I will happily book a cruise if it's less formal. <laughs> well, I've always made everybody have a suit and for formal night. And this time, they didn't... So I, I said, okay, you have shirt and trousers. So we went out on formal night, and there were people in the dining room in football strips. And honestly, the boys were like, we're wearing this. And they're wearing that, so they were really mad. So I don't know if I'd get away from wearing suits again. So we yeah. never wearing a football strip, but it was a bit more casual. But I, my attitude is: you do you, I do me. That's the hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm it, happy with what everyone else is wearing. It's a little bit of a shame that that tradition is dying out slowly. That people, you know, the one night of the sailing that they have, it people don't even try, even if it's just put a polo shirt on or something. I think that's a bit of a shame. But as you say, Royal is very much in that kind of leisure category where it is very much relaxed, casual. Um, so I think it is it's great and it, it appeals to people like me who wouldn't if they don't have to type of thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Wi-Fi was brilliant. I've, I struggled uploading and downloading, but then not everybody's uploading to uh, TikTok, are they? So um, I think my top tip if you're traveling with teens and young adults is get them a package because I didn't because I didn't think they'd use it. Jack went and got a package and Joe didn't ask us to get him a package. He was just buying the new package every day. Oh God! I bet that I step quickly. So, well, the thing is, if you buy five days, it's much more expensive than yeah. buying it for a week. So, he just said, "Oh, I've just got it every day. I'll pay for it." But we ended up paying for it, obviously. Um, mm. But yeah, I, if they're gonna if they're gonna use it, just get the package because it's definitely cheaper rather than them keep resetting it every morning. You probably could have bought like a multi-device package as well, then for the duration as well, and saved a lot of money in the long run, particularly if you're gonna have <laughs> lots of people in. Yeah. Okay, well, what about the speciality dining? So um, tell us a little bit more about the speciality dining you did try. Right, okay. So we did Chops Grill, which the food was fabulous, but service wasn't great. But I think it was just that the girl had too many tables to work on. Um, it wasn't really her fault. It was just she was overrun. But the food, I mean, the steak was incredible. So we did enjoy that, but just it, the service was a bit hit and miss. We ate in Giovanni's. Obviously, that's a pizza, pizza restaurant and I'm gluten-free, but if I'd have gone in advance, they'd have made me a gluten-free pizza, but I didn't. So, But there was options for me. And that I think in terms of service, that was the best restaurant. Uh, the food was outstanding. We had this big plateau of all meats and it was incredible. And then we did Wonderland, which... Oh. It, it's not the same as on the Oasis cast. No. I've seen Donna's post and you have the, the menu that disappears. You don't have all of that on there. It's a smaller restaurant. But again, excellent service. And it was funny because Jack is the fussiest eater if <laughs> eat anything. So we was like, don't worry. He's just going to go for a pizza after. We're just, we're having it all. And Joe loved it. And just all the, it's just really different. And I think it's, you should try it. And if your kids are a bit fussy, take them for a pizza after. I'm going to say that Jack's 27, but 
it's on my top list of things to try, but do you want to explain to guys a little bit more? Because I think if you've never come across Wonderland, do you want to explain without spoiling it, which is tough? Right, well, and you're going to have to help me here. Um, so you get, is it Earth, Land and Sea? Is that right? And then the bit, it's really unusual. It's all like um, you come round and you've got like your uh, mad hatter comes round and speaks to you and explains a little bit on the menu. Obviously on the symphony, you had the menu, so you had to rush over and they just showed you the menu and, uh, so it's very, very unusual, and you don't necessarily choose. If you just get a bit of everything, it all just comes out. You get like the starter skin by it, you get a little mushroom as your dessert, and yeah, it's quite. Uh, it's meant to be unusual and magical at the same time. Yeah, see, so like your tomato soup comes in a test tube. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very wacky, very wacky, and very Alice in Wonderland, really. <laughs> like that. <laughs> But I definitely recommend it. It was it was fabulous. I mean, we didn't do Azumi. I don't know why we didn't. Uh, as I say, we did Playmakers, but I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't use that as part of your speciality. I'd pay extra because it's just not expensive. And if you're travelling with teens, then they just loved it. But the hot wings are hot because Joe ordered them. I wanted to order forty eight, and we said no. You could order twelve, <laughs> and then we're going to have barbecue. And he. he well, he ate one. He couldn't eat any more. There was more. Oh. <laughs> a chrysanthemum. Hi, they are hot. Wow. Army. So then how was your cabin on board? What type of cabin did you book this time and how was it? So we had two balcony cabins and one of them was on the hump, which is like the bit that sticks out of the ship. So our balcony sort of came out. It sort of came out and went in a bit. So it was like one balcony was bigger than the other, but they were connecting. So we had quite a lot of balcony space. And as I say, the cabins were connecting. The cabins, they're fabulous. There's lots and lots of storage space, lots of hanging space. Um, I'm trying to think whether we had a shower door or a curtain. But the bathroom was modern. It, really nice cabins. I really, really liked the cabin. And we were lucky that we had the she could di different formations. Like, so our bed was by the window, which I really much prefer. And lots of plugs, sockets in the light. You've got a USB, so you, you could plug your phone in. So yeah, the cabin was fabulous and, and in a good location because we were sort of midship near to coffee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the good thing about Royal Caribbean is that their breakfast is included. So you can order your room service breakfast and it's, you're not paying extra. Where last week, I think we were paying $7.50 for breakfast. But yeah. I mean, it's worth it to just be able to sit on have breakfast on your balcony. But no, so they brought breakfast every morning or we'd go out and go out to the cafe and bring loads of fruit back. So... No, the cabin was great. I mean, we've booked a suite on our next cruise, but I I wouldn't think twice about booking a cabin again anyway because they're just really comfortable. The bed was so comfy. Yeah, I thought the bed was great on Wonder when I was on board. Really, really comfy bed, really big as well for this for a, a, cab, a balcony cabin at least anyway. So we had a drinks package, and that was really good value. Especially the thing I like about Royal is you can they do cans of water now, don't they? Not a bottle. And I drink a lot of water, so there's water stations everywhere, so you can go and get um. If you take a water bottle, you can fill it up and they're on the promenade, they're in the cafe bars, they're in the Windjammer, which is the buffet restaurant, which we didn't really use much apart from to go and get water. So you can get water everywhere. Plus you can go to the bars if you've got a drinks package or, or pay for them and get the cans of water. So we always have cans of water in our bedroom. Plus obviously you've got all the speciality coffees and they've now, they've branded the coffee bars to be Starbucks, but they're not Starbucks, but they're using the Starbucks. Starbucks, isn't it? Yeah, so it's Starbucks beans, but it's not a proper barista-style Starbucks yep. system with the push-the-button-machine coffee. Yeah. So that's all included. 
as well. There's lots of different snack bars. So there was always somewhere to go for snacks. And for me, cafe promenade. So that's all sandwiches and stuff like that. But they always had big bowls of fruit and Did they, so okay. just cups of melon and cups of pineapple that you could just... There was loads of fruit and loads of healthy eating options, which actually, because it was there, the boys ate more. Yeah. I think that's the the thing, isn't it? There's there's a lot of places you can get food as well on board Royal. I think it's not all just you have to go to the kind of windjammer to get snacks, is it? Yeah. You can get food kind of throughout, and there's loads, particularly on the promenade area as well, um, and around the pool deck. Is it the same on um, on Odyssey as well? Is there food around the pool deck as well? Yes, and I'm trying to find the name of it. Uh, is it a loco, a loco Fresh? Oh, El Loco Fresh. Oh my God, it was amazing. <laughs> and I looked at it thought, I am not going there. That is not going to And one day, Chris said, come on. And I thought, I'm just going to have to have the meat and some salad. Because I want... Anyway, they did gluten-free tacos and wraps. They, they did not yeah. wonder. See, we oh, had a big thing. Yeah, yeah but, they okay. Did. And it was amazing. You've got to get your timings right because it's so popular. But, oh, the food was... And they just had this bar of all the different salsas and guacamole it was i think it was one of my favorite lunches i had on there it was so good really good so and you've got what else have you got around the pole there's loads of places to eat on that one sorry fish and chips no no there's no fish and chips there's an ice cream but they've all got the ice cream bar haven't they and then you've got your speciality ice cream as well i think it's worth quickly touching upon as well just how much is included um in the cruise fair with royal caribbean as well because I think some people are worried that they're going to get on board and they're going to be hit with upcharge after upcharge type of thing. But I always try to explain to my customers that yes, Royal is a slightly more premium cruise line, but you get so much included for that that cruise fare. So things like ice cream, a lot of cruise lines yeah. don't include their ice cream. You've got to pay extra for that. So to have a limited ice cream on board, to have all those snacks around the pool included, I think all the activities as well, like you say, the dodgems are included, rock climbing, the surf simulator, the surf rider, the skydiving simulator. Flyers, fly rider. Yeah. You don't you don't have to spend a penny. You could get on and spend nothing because I think they have certain juices, don't they, in the windjammer. They have mm. um, if you if the kids have the freestyle coke machine, you don't even have to go to a bar. You can just go mm. to I think there's on deck is it deck seven or eight where you've got the Sorrentos Cafe mm. Promenade. So they've yep. got the freestyle machines. You yeah. can get water there. You can get I used to take a coffee cup and fill up a coffee. So you don't have to spend a penny yep. on the ship if you don't want to because food is plentiful. It's everywhere. So speciality dining is is an extra treat if you want to do it. Yeah, but totally. what's what's there is not only sufficient but really good. Okay, we haven't even talked about getting off the ship. <laughs> We've just talked about <laughs> staying on the ship. So what were some of the ports that you visited on your on the Salem? Right, so we did Naples, which I love, and I, I, it's a controversial one, isn't it? People either love or hate Naples. So we did Naples, we did Santorini, which was a disaster, and we did Mykonos. Uh, no. So I'll start with Santorini, but that was just Jack's diabetic, and we just had a leisurely lunch and didn't really think, got our ticket, and it was just so late. So by the time we got off the queues to get up the hill, we are just horrendous and i can't walk up with the donkeys because i if somebody was on the back of a donkey i'd be so mad each to their own but i don't want to see it um anyway so jack had a hypo because it was so hot so we just had to get straight back on the ship so lesson learned from that if you go to santorini book a trip because roll then pick you up and take you up so i think I that's heard this apparently it's an absolute nightmare to get up to the top oh, and is this is this for this sunset viewing position 
Yes. And I think you've got people, I mean, in the Royal Caribbean group, you've got your roll call groups, haven't you? And, and people were saying, I got off really, really early, got my ticket. And I think they were all right. But then getting back, the queues were bad as well. So I think just book a trip. It's just worth paying for. Yeah. Mykonos, completely different. Um, there were how many ships were? In? I think there was three ships in. And all right, the the, the main streets were busy-ish, but nothing like in Santorini. And lots to see. We went up right around the island, saw the windmills. Um, went down the main shopping area. There's there's a lot to see actually. There's I've, I can't can't remember the number, but there's hundreds of churches on the island. So just going around seeing some of the churches, they're all exploring. I mean, there's one you've got to duck down to get in. It's tiny. So that was incredible. And what they do is they tender out of the bay. They take you to the bay and then you can get a boat. And I think it was, I don't know, three euro, euros return each. I mean, when my kids were little, that would have been enough for them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a trip. So you, get, you, you go on your tender, then you go and get that. And that was brilliant. And then Naples... This time we went out and we turned left rather than going to the town. And it's just a bit more Neapolitan down there, isn't it? And little coves with people swimming and nice bars to sit and have a wine. So there wasn't loads of ports. It was a six-day cruise. But mm. I definitely recommend that that itinerary. I just think we learned a big lesson in Santorini. I don't know what to do when I go there next time. <laughs> definitely do it all. Definitely. I say I'm doing that with Virgin, that that route anyway, similar to it. So I'm doing Mykonos Santorini this October with Virgin. So there's some really great tips there about what to see and what to look out for as well in port. So let's head back onto the ship then, because I know you're a big fan of kind of your um, West End shows and things like that. So Royal blew me away when I had my brief experience on Wonder with their onboard entertainment. What was the entertainment like on board Odyssey? <laughs> I didn't do anything. So no. I think we, no, we did. Um... We did one show, which was the um, Oceanoids, which was brilliant. And that was in the back, no, the front, what's it called? The 270. But because Chris and the boys are so anti-theatre, it just, they rolled their eyes every time I tried to book something. So they just wouldn't, they just didn't want to do it. So, But do you know what? We did the quiz every night. I mean, seriously, I was a bit of a champion, I have to say. I won the Queen quiz, came second in the Elvis. <laughs> it came third in the theatre one so, uh -huh. so we just went and we did the quizzes every night and did the, we did sports quizzes we did music quizzes but I think when you're travelling with people that aren't into theatre for me I mean the, the word on the on the ship was that every show was amazing and I was a bit gutted um, but you've got to sort of tailor your holidays to the people you're with haven't you and they we just had a really good time we had late dinners spent ages over dinner um, had pre-dinner drinks so for a family with older kids, it, it worked really well because we just had a really good, really chill time. And, and, and like I was saying on a previous podcast, we thought they'd be off doing stuff and they was with us all the time, but we had such a good time together. So and we weren't going to bed early. We were, we were out having drinks and one night, I think Chris and Jack went off to the casino, but Joe wasn't old enough. So we went to the music hall and then a 70s revival night, much to Joe's horror. So, uh, <laughs> I think he died of shame me doing YMCA. <laughs> but there's just so much going on that you actually uh, when i came home i thought oh my god i didn't do that and i didn't do that because even though it's, it's not in your face so sometimes if you don't look for it you miss yeah. it yeah and i think that's the brilliant thing about it you can have as chilled as time or as busy as time as you want mm -hmm. 
I think that's an important thing to take away, isn't it? That sometimes going with the flow is the best way to enjoy a cruise ship because those ships have been there, their schedules and designed in such a way to kind of lead you on your own choose your own adventure journey type of thing. So yeah. sometimes yeah. not having a plan is the best plan with a cruise. Definitely, definitely. And that that's the way I travel. But I mean, a lot of people do like to plan, don't they? But and some we do miss things because of it. But then that's what holidays are for. Yeah. Well, you, you don't know what you're missing out on either sometimes. You may find something totally new that you've never experienced before because you're letting the ship tell you how to enjoy it, if you get what I mean, rather than kind of yeah. trying to maximise every single inch of the ship and do all the quizzes. And, yeah, I just yeah. think I think it's a, a nice balance between the two. Definitely have your hit list. And that's what these, these podcasts are about, is helping people find the hit list of things they're definitely going to do, but definitely leave some time free to explore as well and let the ship, mm. you know, take excite you as it goes along. Cool. Okay. Is there anything else? Any other quick tips you want to share with people before we wrap up? No, I think that the the main thing for me is just be organised on your first day and book everything you want to do. Because once you've done that, I mean, they were all laughing at me because I had a bit of a hit list. Get on the ship, book these things. But once you've done that, you just enjoy your holiday. Yeah. And, and, and take actually take a bottle. If if you don't want to buy a package, take a bottle and, and fill up with water because it is everywhere. And that's the one thing I I really love about Royal is that. You can. You don't have to. I mean, we always do, but you don't have to get a drinks package. Mm. I will say their app is incredible as well. It's one of the best oh. in the industry for kind of pre-cruise as well. The fact that you can yeah. kind of do all your check-in via the app. And a certain yeah. cruise line called Princess claimed to have the best app. Um, <laughs> but I will say that Royals, apart from obviously the medallion features of uh, Princess, but the Royal app just works so much better with regards to kind of your pre-cruise check-in, getting your kind of pass then to get on board, which you can save down as to your app wallet. And then once you're on board as well, connecting and booking all the activities and seeing all the menus and everything and navigating around the ship, I do definitely think it's one of the stronger cruise apps out there at the moment. I think it's the, the most tested though, isn't it? It's um, like Princesses is still quite new and I think mm. that you learn by your mistakes, don't you? I mean, when we was on, I didn't order drinks for it, but everything else it did was fine. But with Royal Caribbean, you can do everything. Yeah. And it's just brilliant. And, and for me, that... That just and for the boys because that's the way they think. They don't read newsletters. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they were just going through the app and saying, "Oh, yeah, right, okay, we're going to go and do this." And yeah, that matches on in the sports bar, so we're going to go and watch that. And so it's it's great to organise your cruise and and find out what, where you need to be or what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, it's a great little app. I will say, in Princess's defence, when it works, is brilliant. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Fab, brilliant. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. I hope you guys have enjoyed listening along to this little tour of Odyssey with us. Um, if the guys want to find out some more information of kind of um, things like drinks menus and onboard menus for the restaurants and any kind of tips, where's the best place they can find that on your website? So we've popped a link into the podcast so that you can see our top tips for Odyssey of the Seas. There's, we've also got a photo tour. So just if, for me, when I go on the ship, I want to see just what it, what's on there. Um, so there's a photo tour and Donna what else have we got Donna's got a great drinks package po- drinks package guide just been rolling forever in a year hasn't it that drinks package guide uh, and we also have all information on Royal Suites as well so if you guys are interested in booking a cruise from the UK then definitely I'd love to help you you can find me online as Magical Traveller or my um, socials online are Magical T-R-V-L-R and if the guys want to hand down your content, content even where's the best place to find you so you can find Sarah and I over at Cruising Kids, uh, Cruising Fraud, beautiful boat, come up. Um, and you can find myself at lightlovely.com and Sarah at extraordinarychaos.com. And I'm crafting and food. 
Brilliant. Thanks for that, guys. Again, please do, if you can, leave us a review if you've enjoyed this and do give us a like and a follow as well. We'd love you to join us for our future episodes. Other than that, all the best and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.